Hello and welcome to A Plus News. This is Richard, your host, and uh, thank you for joining me for this uh, next 30 minutes, approximately. Today we're going to be talking about the coronavirus and its effect on the economy. Uh, something I don't think we've uh, uh, haven't discussed yet. Um. Now, in looking at uh, or gathering information for this topic, it was uh, it's a little bit of a challenge because it is so what they call unpredictable right now at this time, and that is because the um, well uh, common denominator is the virus itself. And so, depending on what the virus does, whether it gets better, goes away, or even if it gets worse, that will and uh, does affect our economy even currently. So, um, let's go ahead and dive right in. I think the the most descriptive, the best description of uh, the economy and the coronavirus is, is that it's, um, they call it, since it's so uh, unique, is a pandemic economy or virus economy. Now, um, this is probably the first time something like this has been uh, termed like that, but or defined like that, so. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Um, it's kind of, it's like a domino effect. You know, if you've played dominoes, set them up, and know what it's like to, you know, knock them over and things like that. So that's kind of what we're dealing with here. So let's, the best thing to, best way to explain this is by taking an example of, uh, Let's say there's this uh, person A who um, needs their car fixed, okay? So uh, let's say person A uh, actually needs her, her, her car just won't start at all. And let's say she's a single parent mother and uh, so she in order to have her car fixed, would need to have it towed into a repair shop, auto repair. And um, the people working in that auto repair shop would, uh, since let's, let's say since it's an older car, would have to order parts from a parts store. And that parts store, in turn, would have to order the parts from a supplier or someone who actually either warehouses the parts. Uh, there can be that sort of middleman. There can be also the uh, first guy who actually makes the parts. Okay, so let's say uh, we're okay. So so uh, person A. Um, can't afford to have her car towed to the uh, 
repair shop because person A just lost her job as a, well, let's see, uh, here we have, uh, in Utah, we have a place that makes chocolates. So she was just, uh, uh, well, she was, they didn't have enough work, so they let her go. So she's, she's out of work, so she can't afford to have her car towed or brought to the auto parts store. Now, in turn, uh, that, uh, or, or I mean to the mechanics, okay. If it was me, I'd go to the other part store. But anyway, the mechanic, okay, so you have a group of mechanics. And now, let's say they have a lot of persons that used to come to them, or, you know, they're old, good old customers that would, uh, that they had and, and they these customers can no longer come to the auto repair shop to get their cars fixed because it's uh, they, they just can't afford it right now it's kind of like it's on the end of their budget let's say um, the other everybody else you know they, they're fortunate enough to have a second car or something like that so the uh, owner of the um store or i mean to the mechanics uh place is uh he loses uh, is losing customers as time goes on and so he can't afford for too long to have all of his uh, auto mechanics there standing around because no one's bringing in their car so uh the owner of the uh, the auto part, or I'm sorry, I get those, I'm getting those names mixed up though, but the owner of the mechanic shop has to lay off a few mechanics. Now, you know, in the worst case scenario, it's a small mechanic shop and he has to close down. Okay, so, um, that uh, not only puts uh, uh, his mechanics out of business, but having the shop go out of business, that's a threat to his livelihood because he, he, he uh, sacrificed a lot to have the shop. So let's say for the time being, this is kind of like Monopoly in a way, Let's say uh, the monopoly is that the shop goes out of business. Okay, so unfortunately. Now, um, let's keep customer or, or person A or customer A. Kind of let's just put her on the sideline there because uh, we'll need to come back. The person A that got her their, whose car is broken down. Okay, so now let's say there's a supplier of the, uh, you know, the, the supplier of the mechanics. Uh, they used to supply all the parts to the mechanics for the different, uh, you know, but basically a parts store. So we we see those all around. Um, 
I won't name them, but you know, there's there's a couple. And people sometimes will go bypass the mechanic and go right to the store, try to fix the car themselves, and so on and so forth. Okay, so let's say um, people stop coming in to get parts, and mechanics' shops start closing down, and they don't need as many parts. So you have the parts store um, not, you know, having to, not being able to pay, pay its few employees, and so they're laid off, okay? So, okay, so you see how this is working. Now, many of these parts stores are uh, franchised, and so you'll, you'll see one and one state, and you'll see the name in another state that's a franchise. And individuals usually purchase three or four of a franchises or stores. Um, same thing happens, by the way, to McDonald's. Is you get one person that will um, invest in two or three McDonald's at a time. Anyway, so that franchise is a little more stable than the mechanic shop. Um, but over a long period of time, that franchise may still close because, or, or that franchise is being affected, certainly, because not as many people are, have, a, have a demand uh, for, for parts from that franchise. So uh, that affects all of them. They have to lay off people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we've gotten down to maybe, and I, we're seeing this, but not in auto parts stores. We're, we're seeing large uh, groups of these big name brand stores close, Neiman Marcus for example, is one of them. Um, some of the other stores were, I know, questionable uh, that were listed. Um, I know a Dunkin' Donuts had, had closed down next to me. And, I mean, that's that's a big franchise to me. Uh, but that, we just had one around in my area, but that, that closed down. So... Um, it does happen. Uh, let's see. Um, Macy's, I think, closed down. Um, or is going to close completely down. Um, and you can go on the internet and sometimes on the paper you can find out this information. It's, it's really easy. This no secret. Uh, that these places are closing down. So if you're a business, you can apply for a small business loan or SBA. And that's the government has extended the deadlines and the amount of money these uh, small businesses can, can get to you know, enable them to keep their store open. And um, um, even though they're not getting too many customers, which... You know, if they apply for this SBA, that's 
kind of a risk because their SBAs were going to be paid back over time. But that time can be lengthened. Okay, so 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 let's uh, um, stop there and think about that for a second. And we'll take a little break, and we'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. And by the way, um, I usually mention this at the beginning of the show. I, let's see, just got back from my two-hour break which includes an hour of exercise and lunch and things like that so I, I i am fortunate enough to be one of the persons that can work from home in a computer and this and that and and uh, that's where my writing and research but uh so i set up a schedule for myself um so one part of the schedule i go out and ride my bike up this hill, come back, and uh, I mean, to this, go to this place and where I fix my lunch and eat my lunch. So it's the temperature. I'm in Utah, in Layton, Utah, which is up by just above Salt Lake City. Um, Utah being kind of in the uh, Mountain West. For those who live in uh, Canada or the UK, and I like to I like to give you these numbers because I, I I'll tell you why later. Okay, so it's uh, 80 oh 85 degrees out there, dry, no clouds, um, and let's see, it's interesting. 5 p.m. It gets to be 92, so it actually goes hotter. Um, but um, I lived in areas like in Houston for a couple of years and St. Louis for a couple of years and through their seasons. And, and as a result of the humidity, which you really get used to. I really got used to after a week or two. Um, but it, it feels hotter. So, like, if, a, if I was in St. Louis and it's 87, I'd be needing to drink a, a lot more because I, it would just feel hotter, more hot. Um, so that's, uh, I hope you're, oh, I've got to, I've got to tell you one thing, um, kind of this is off the subject completely. I have a connection in Zimbabwe, which is in Africa, and uh, my contact was telling me yesterday that the temperature was somewhere around 20 degrees. And so they're obviously in the winter. And I thought, gosh, I sure didn't picture that one right. <laughs> I mean, I, inside my mind, I'm thinking Africa, dry, hot, you know, all the time. So... That's why I kind of like to um, keep track of other places' climate. Plus, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm actually looking to move uh, in – not sure where. I'm thinking I uh, this partner and I would move 
She's the one in the Zimbabwe party. Um, taking care of the kids right now. And, and uh, there's travel restrictions all over. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. We might have to wait for a few months or more. And I don't know if she, depending on what she wants to do, go to move inside the United States or somewhere in the UK. Um, it's really hard to to uh, plan something like that. You have to do it all on the internet. You have to find all the information on the internet. So anyway, let's get back to where you're talking. We were talking about. I sometimes come up with these side stories, so I I don't know. I think it's fun. But, okay, so you guys, I hope all of you have downloaded the Anchor Radio app because, number one, it's free, it's easy, it's fast to learn how to use. And if I were you, I'd download it for the purpose of creating your own podcast. I mean, it's just real easy. You name it, put a little picture up there of you, and start it up. And it's really good to to know that, hey, your voice is being, you know, it's going out there and it's going to be heard. And there's so much more work to it than that. But, but you know, depends what your passion is. Okay, so... Um, Let's get back to this. Uh, okay, so um, let's get back to everybody going out of business. No, that's not a nice thing to say. Um, but, uh, you know, like every YouTube video or uh, site, you know, and I'm not an, I'm not a, uh, as you can probably tell, I'm not a, um, economic person my ex-wife was but i'm not so you know kind of learning this from scratch here but i do think the concept of the pandemic economy works and so uh okay so um we're worth the uh, where were we uh okay the parts uh where the parts are stored. Okay, let's start. Let's go back to where the parts are stored. Now, there's a company, or there's a business, or you want to call it a um, more of an industry that produces or makes the part. Let's let's let's, let's say a, a muffler, because those are always going out. And so you have the steel that's needed, and and of course the workers that have to shape the steel, cut the steel, and the uh, people that put it together, um, um, trying to think of the word. Um, anyway, they have to. Uh, uh, to put it together, they don't use glue. They use 
Okay, so I think you know what I mean. They have to um, put together. <laughs> okay, so now, um, that was embarrassing. All right, I'll think of the word. Um, but anyway, so so the demand for still, uh, that might affect the demand for still a little bit or aluminum. Those things are made out of aluminum. But it's not going to do a crushing blow on it. So now we have, if you look back, uh, what, what it's called, or just one, one example of, uh, oh, Let's say kind of a family, kind of a family tree thing of a, you know, uh, where where the you get the uh, steel, okay, and then the steel is made into the muffler. The mufflers are sold to the shops. The shops, uh, you know, sell them to the mechanics. The mechanics in turn, put it on the car and sell it to the individual. Okay, so um, let's, let's just use another example that I heard. This, one, this one's a better one. Okay, so toilet paper. That's a good one because everybody ran out, as you know, and ran, because of the pandemic, and they decided, okay, I'm not going to be working at work as much. I get a chance to work at home or I'm getting temporary laid off, so I'll be at home more, so we'll need toilet paper. So they go buy all their toilet paper and they buy up the store's toilet paper eventually. So uh, now that's affected the paper factory or the factory that produces paper. But in a good way, because uh, now they have to make a lot more toilet paper. Now, on the other, there's two sides of this, because there's the home toilet paper, and then there's the toilet paper that you use at work. <laughs> and that toilet paper, there's not such a demand for anymore. That's, that's the real scratchy, cheap toilet paper that... I don't think you can find it. I don't know where you could find that stuff, but, but anywhere you don't have a demand for that type of toilet paper. Okay, uh, a big one, another big example are restaurants. Okay, so let's say yeah, person A used to spend two when she had her job two hundred dollars. Easy a month in this favorite little uh, hamburger joint. Okay, so now she's cut back. So she doesn't go in and spend the two hundred dollars. She probably spends ten. So the restaurant uh, uh, has to say to the uh, um, employees, okay. We got to cut back. We, you know, I'm sorry. You got to cut back the service workers. Now, service uh, e economies are it's a 
big thing in the United States, the service economies, because that's that's who we are. We we we're, we've got thousands of restaurants. I got a car wash when I sit down and eat mu- eat lunch. That's across from me, my my little table, and uh, it's one of those drive through. You don't do it yourself. You sit in the car. Car washes, they're pricey, and some days I'll see lots of cars lined up there, you know, and they're just going through like crazy. But today, last couple of days, there hasn't been a line. So I don't know what that's about, but that's a service economy. So Starbucks is a service economy. Um, there's this donut shop. I mean, no, actually it was a cookie shop that is surviving and it's still making cookies for people. Um, so we're, you know, still in the service industry. And uh, let's see, hair parlors and things like that. But let's go back to the restaurant. Okay, so when restaurants go down, so do the people that supply the food to the restaurant. They don't need to supply the food. So these, these are called food chains, supply chains, uh, Supply chains is about probably a good term. So you got you got the muffler supply chain, you got the restaurant supply chain, um, and so these supply chains start breaking down at the, at the very base of where they started. Like, okay, even the farmers have all this extra, all these extra heads of lettuce and uh or milk and they have to waste it because they can't no one's there's no demand for it but they uh, some of them aren't wasting it they're hopefully giving it away to people who need it so that's that's supply chain economics i know that much all right so let's i just want to turn to another statistic of um, some information. Um, now, uh, so, okay, so let me just get a date here on this information on this report. And if I can't get a date, I don't think I'm going to uh, tell you what it is. But, uh, oh darn, 2020, okay, so it was 2020, so even if it was January 2020, this information is still okay. My cutoff is about four years. If it's more than four years old, then you can find another report. Okay, so 10% of U.S. households are having trouble finding food during the pandemic. So that's on the average of three, average of three point million more adults are having trouble finding enough food compared to before COVID-19 pandemic. 
Um, that just tells us that more families are on uh, on SNAP. Or SNAP is another name for um, um, uh, well, food stamps. So uh, SNAP. Uh, I'm glad they have another name for food stamps. And depending on the size of the family, I think an individual gets up to, oh, close to $200, and families more than that. Okay, so the population, let's see. Uh, that goes into marriages. We're not going to go into that. Um, we're, uh, we're not going to go to that one. No. Let's see. Uh, well, the other ones have to do with things that we're probably not too concerned about. One thing that I think I am going to talk about next time is health care insurance. Um, and that includes the prescription drugs. And uh, if you don't have a job or even if it's part-time. I know this because I once worked for Aflac and for Humana that uh, if you know you don't have health care insurance well if you're over 65 you should have Medicare and if you have if you are over 65 you haven't applied for Medicare you you need to uh, find a uh, uh, some place to call where you can you can still have a choice for what um, I think there's several medical companies if you're disabled if you don't know if you're disabled or out of work and that's the big question I've had is if you've had the coronavirus can you qualify for disabled disability and I, I, I don't have any information on that yet reason why I bring it up in the first place is because of the after effects of the coronavirus. So the virus affects every organ in the body, including the brain. You can, you know, heart, kidneys, you can go to, uh, yet some have to go to dialysis for the rest of their life, so on and so forth. They, they just announced, I know today, another study has said, well, they have people that are showing up a month later that uh, I thought they had recovered from the coronavirus, but yet they've got it again. So that's that's new. That's a new finding. Um, but disability, let's go back to that. If you're not sure if you're disabled or not or qualified for it, you can always call... Like look it up on the internet, but just just the word disability and it should give you a number to call. Okay, so practice prescription drug prices have just skyrocketed. And if you don't have insurance, by the way, I'm going to tell you about this plan that I used for a little bit. It's called Good RX, and if you go into Walgreens, 
which is a pharmacy I use. Um, I used to use good they 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 are hooked up or connected to good RX. So you just say just go in there and they say uh, you say hey I need the best price on this medication. And there's a couple of programs. There's uh, a couple others besides GoodRx, and that Walgreens will take time to search for the best price. In fact, Walgreens has their own um, prescription plan, and so that's just a tip for Walgreens. Okay. Um, so let's just kind of wind down it from there. Okay. So that's our kind of our first economic lesson called the COVID economics. And uh, I'll talk about more about what's going on, how if you can if, if you can apply for uh, or qualify for any type of uh, programs that you had the coronavirus, do they have, the government had talked about having uh, uh, the ability to pay for someone who had coronavirus so the person wasn't stuck with the bill. And I'll look into that and disability versus the coronavirus. And I'll find out more information about that for you. So, in the meantime, um, yeah, as we talk about these things, uh, um, you can download the Anchor app even on your phone. In fact, it works better on my phone. I happen to be using it on my computer. But it's interesting because you can get it uh, set it up just as easy. In fact, easier on your Android phone. I don't have a Apple phone. So anyway, okay. So uh, you all have the rest of a great day. It's going on. Let's see, about twenty to two o'clock here. Twenty minutes to two. And uh, if you've got some daylight time left, and uh, hope you're able to. Uh, make good use of it and hopefully if you're in the recovery stages of this coronavirus or if you have a loved one that has it already and i hope the best and we'll chat some more tomorrow okay bye now